Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. It's episode number 531. And this week we're going to be looking at some of the things that may find their way to your Christmas list this week. We're going to be checking out the best, the ultimate wireless, and I mean truly wireless, uh, earbuds with great sound and absolutely no wires going to them. We're going to be checking those out in just a couple of moments. Also, I've got a plastic welder, which I think should be in everyone's stocking. Stick around, I'm going to be showing you that as well. Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Fake news is now being used by criminals for financial and commercial gain. We'll tell you how they're doing it. Tesla has launched an electric transport truck that it guarantees won't break down for a million miles. Drone maker DJI made a big security mistake, and in trying to cover it up, they're going after the guy who reported it through their bug bounty program. And a severely dangerous exploit on Intel CPUs has users scrambling to update their firmwares. We'll tell you what you need to do and why it's so serious for both Windows and Linux users. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. are trusted only to solid-state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Category 5 TV streams live with Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in every week on Roku, Kodi, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit Category5.tv. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash IAIB. I know what you're thinking. He's like my twin. Oh. Oh. Hey, it's Cyber Week, folks. ESET is blowing out ESET Internet security. If you've got a Windows machine, you've got to hear this. 50% off. Go to cat5.tv slash ESET. If you've got Windows, you need good uh, malware protection. It's got enhanced ransomware protection. It's got a two-way firewall. It's got anti-spam, anti-phishing. The works, and uh, you can get it for 50% off this week only. Cat5.tv slash ESET. ESET. Are you ready for a wicked awesome show? I am. As we approach the Christmas season, we're looking at your Christmas list. And we're thinking, hmm, there's a lot of stuff on there that we might want to show you. And uh, tonight, we're going to be looking at those wireless earbuds. But we're going to take it to the next level with something that is perhaps the best wireless earbuds that I have ever had the opportunity to play with. We're going to be doing that in just a couple of minutes' time. So what's new, Sash? What's new with me? Um, Dave started playing on his computer and loves it. Yeah. What else is new? In my life. I feel like that's it. Like <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, <laughs> You've got a gaming rig at home, so that's all you can do now. That's right. All I, you can do. I did receive my marriage certificate in the mail yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Yesterday, so it actually so happened. It actually. Way to go, Dave. Legit. You won her evidence. heart. This is, that's it. It took a little while to get here. It did. There yeah. was, I, I, it was you got married kind of on the other side of the country. Exactly. They had to mail it. They had to mail Canada it. Canada Post. And the first time I requested <laughs> The first time I requested it, they they couldn't find the paperwork. Oh. So I actually requested it. Oh, that's it. not something that you want them to say on the other end of the phone. No, I requested it twice because of that. Because they couldn't find it the first time. But then I guess they must have found it 
from the first request. So I actually have two. <laughs> Want to hear a story about marriage certificates? Yeah, what? Becca and I got married in uh, 2001, and uh, her maid of honor was her sister, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we had the ceremony. Everything went perfect. The weather was a little bit rainy, but good enough that we got our photos done outdoors, and it was, it was nice. Everything turned out perfectly, and then we got our marriage license. And guess what? What? I apparently married her sister, Rachel. <laughs> really? All done in fancy calligraphy. Rob Ferguson married Rachel so so what wait now so then how did they fix that well i think the certificate is just kind of like the the final legal document it was an error on the calligrapher's part oh i don't know how it happened to be honest but our marriage license actually has white out on it the the one how do you like that well (laughs) ours is the same i'll tell you (laughs) ours is actually slightly worse not to one up you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in that, in in the spot where everybody is supposed to be signing yeah. in the moment, um, the mayor, I love her, but it was her very last before retirement ceremony that oh, she was yeah? conducting. Oh, danger. And so she was pointing at where we needed to sign and yes. do things. And she said, right, Newfoundland here and Labrador here, because the province is called Newfoundland and Labrador. Mm-hmm. So I married, Just to confuse things. I married Labrador. We don't name our province one name. <laughs> Yeah. I married Labrador, and for okay. some reason, my dad, who passed away four years ago, was written down as the best man. So she had done a bunch there of pre-filling. Spirit, she had done a bunch of pre-filling out this this form. Wow! So the whole thing was very wonky yeah but i married my sister-in-law you married your sister-in-law which is <laughs> sasha kind of married a labrador i married or either part of a province or a breed of a, dog, a puppy dog. <laughs> yes. how adorable exactly hey welcome to all of our new viewers if you have never been here before just want to say hello. Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What we do here is a little bit different because uh, we try to be fairly interactive. We've got a chat room that you can join us live. Want to say hey to our chat room tonight. It's nice to see Garby and Alpac, Solbu, X one and the lot of yous all joining us live. Um, you can catch us if you go on to Category 5 on the Freenode IRC server. Hey, if you don't know what that means or you don't know how to do that, head on over to our website, Category5.tv, and click on Interact and join the chat room. So cool way to interact with us. Uh, But we essentially are an open tech broadcast. We love open source software. We love Linux. uh, And so our bias does kind of lean toward the free open source alternative. So great show for you if you're interested in saving some money, learning about what kind of alternatives there are out there and a great place for you to send your questions to say, hey, you know, I've been using such and such software on Windows for so long. What can you do for me that'll save me some money? And that's what Category 5 is here to do, as well as expose you to some cool technology like we're going to do tonight. So, Welcome. Yes. We, can I talk about the Dead Effect giveaway? Please. So. We've got a winner tonight, as a matter of fact. We have a mm-hmm. winner. So this is the first week of the 10 weeks, right? Um, and today's winner is David Masters. David Masters! Watching on YouTube. Congratulations! On on YouTube from Australia. And we just did a news story about how Australia's internet is slow. <laughs> He's not here with us live tonight. He's watching on YouTube. 
because his internet has been chewed by cockatoos. Cockatoos, yes. <laughs> so thank you and congratulations. Congratulations. Dead Effect 2 is a wicked awesome first person shooter. It's the VR version. So this is Dead Effect 2 VR. Mm-hmm. It's available on Steam. We're giving away coupon codes to give it to you for free. Sasha, how can they participate in that draw? Email us, contest at category5.tv. Mm. And that's Who it. are you? Who are you? Where are you watching from? And how, how are you are watching? watching? Yeah, are you it. watching on that's YouTube? All. Are you watching on Channel 33 in the high desert? Are you watching on Roku or Cody or Plex or on our website? Where are you watching, folks? We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to receive those emails. Cast your ballots, and that will give you a chance to win next week, and that's Dead Effect 2 VR. If you're not familiar with it, get onto our website, category5.tv. Click on search, and just type in Dead Effect. That's two words, and you'll see a video there. If um, next week's winner is also named David, then I know that it's rigged because... <laughs> it's just alphabetical. <laughs> we gave until Alpec sends us a ballot. <laughs> that just throws everything way off. See, there we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and our final winner is Zeus. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, I want to say thanks also. Before we take a quick commercial break, I want to say thanks to those of you who have been supporting the show. Now, we're talking a little bit about Christmas lists and things like that because obviously mm-hmm. tis the season. We've got uh, a lot of cool product that's been sent in for reviews for this very purpose. Um, you can shop through our partners and it's a really cool right. way to support us because you don't have to spend any money. You don't have to send us any money. If you're going to shop on Amazon, eBay, um, Gearbest, ThinkGeek, any, any of the shops that are partnered with us, all you have to do is go to our website, category5.tv, click on partners and simply follow the link to their website before you make your purchase. And then a percent of the sale goes to supporting Category 5 TV Network, which supports Category 5 Technology TV and a plethora of our other shows. Exactly. So you don't actually spend any more for the purchase. It just a a little portion of it comes to us. Exactly. It's like a referral kind of program. Mm -hmm. So um, we really appreciate that. Also want to say big thanks and kudos to our patrons. Uh, You can head on over to patreon.com slash Category 5 to find out what that's all about. That's when folks, Sasha, can contribute a little bit of money for each broadcast that we do and it's a really cool way to support us and uh, to keep things you know like the lights going and and uh, help us to eventually we, we were talking before the show about you know wouldn't it be nice to have wireless microphones that's something maybe we can do one day exactly. and patronage is something that uh, that helps us to be able to do those things all right, so we've got to take a really quick break. When we come back, we are going to be looking at uh, absolutely the wired earbud killer. Can I say that? I'm getting a lot of flack over the whole Raspberry Pi killer thing. <laughs> I'm just killing everything. But if you've got wires on your earbuds, speaking of wireless headsets and things like that, if you've got wires on your earbuds, stick around. We're going to be showing you some of the best ones that are available right now, and they are on sale for Cyber Week. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Whether you shop on ThinkGeek, GearBest, B&H Photo Video, eBay, or Amazon, or even if you want a free trial of Audible, you'll find the best deals and support the shows we produce by simply visiting the shopping sites you already frequent by using the links on our website. Visit category5.tv slash partners for the full and ever-growing list and help us create more free content like this show. Thank you for shopping with our partners, and thank you for watching. Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and tonight we're going to be tackling that Christmas list with some earbuds. They're Bluetooth 4.1, completely wireless, and what does that mean? You think about wireless earbuds, right, Mm -hmm. Sasha? Yes. What do you think of? 
Any definition of a wireless earbud? Any definition of a wireless earbud? Should I show you mine and then you can maybe... Right. All right, what do you picture when you picture wireless earbuds? These are the ones I've been using for years. Okay. They're still not that wireless. They are. They're connected to each yeah. other. They're Let's Bluetooth. See. Oh, yeah. They connect to my phone or my MP3 player. Right. And when, I, when I'm jogging, because I jog, right? That's what I do, obviously. Right. What do they do when you're jogging? Are they, they good? They stay in there? The cable, this thing here, has got a little yeah. bit of a weight to it, and it will actually pull that out of my ear, and it's like, ah, it's frustrating. As you say, it's not quite wireless. They're great. Right. These are great, but right. they're not quite wireless. Tonight... We're going to be introducing you to Jabiza's new product line. We've got the Shield. We've got the B-Twins. I'm going to show you the difference between them. They are the first, the only, the best, fully wireless earbuds. We're I talking... I am over the moon about this. Think about this. Wireless in your ears. None of this. And wireless charging. Perfect. Let's take a okay. look. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, uh, this is the box for the shield. Uh, this is the box for the B-Twins. Now, why have we got both? Well, they are. there's a little bit of a difference in price. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But essentially, these are similar devices. They're earbuds, right? So if you've got somebody who's an audiophile, uh, fan of music on your Christmas list, these are what you want to be looking at. First of all, we're going to look at the Shield. Uh, now, both of these, there, there are some real similarities between them. Okay, Sasha? Okay. Both of these are truly wireless. I'm talking no wires. You're going to see how that is accomplished in just a couple of moments. Okay. Also, both of them have been nano-coated. Do you know what that means? No. That means that if you are using these for workouts, if you're jogging, if you're at the gym, if you're doing your jumping jacks or jump squats, uh -huh. if you're sweating you're not going to have to worry about your earbuds. Basically, you know, I, I don't think they would call them waterproof, but you don't have to worry about sweat, that's for sure. So they are absolutely sweat-proof. They're going to work for you. You're not going to have a problem with that. So both of these are like that. They're both wireless. They're both, you know, they're essentially similar devices with a couple of differences between them we're going to okay. show you. So let's get into the Shield. And this one goes for uh, $79.99. Now, this week for Cyber Week, it's on sale for just $59.99. So just a heads up for you. And there you go. So that's what's in the box. So you see that we've got some kind of behind-the-ear hanging things. These are going to help if you are really roughing it, if you're you know, jogging through the forest or something like that. You're doing something that you really want to make sure that they're going to stay on your ear. But these are entirely optional. Now, the earbuds themselves, this is the Jabiz Shield. Just see if I can get one out here. There we go. That's all there is to it. Oh, that's sharp. That's our left ear. And let's get it out here. Don't worry, you only got to do this once, folks. <laughs> there, get underneath and pop it out. There we are. So there's our two ears. How do you like that? Now, both sets of these Jabiz uh, earbuds have just simple touch controls, um, and they do support things that, you, you know, what, what you would expect from a Bluetooth earbud these days, right. uh, like being able to make and take calls, uh, being able to control Perfect. your phone. Uh, let's make sure I've got the right ear here. Do they, do they have various sizes? Oh, nice. Sizes, it just talked to me. Oh, it did? Yeah, we'll get into the sizing in just a moment. So these ones, okay. this is the Shield. And okay. I can hear that it's kind of muted the sound in here. So that's what they look like on me. Uh, and that's just pushed into my ear. There's no behind-the-ear strap. There's right. nothing going behind my head. There's nothing hanging be beneath uh, my chin. 
there you have it. So how did they charge? That's the question. You see these little proprietary little ports they look like? And I said they're wireless, right? I promised you that. Let's take a look at how this thing works. This is one of those innovations that I love from Jabiz. Now, we saw something similar with the last set of Jabiz earbuds that we looked at. And if you're hard of hearing, if you've got uh, hearing problems, you want to check those ones out. They're called the Jabiz Amp Sound. Mm -hmm. You can actually check those ones out at cat5.tv slash amp sound. What they do differently is they also act as hearing aids. So we kind of saw this technology, but this is the evolution of that without the hearing aid component. These are specifically for music and, and calls. But let's get into the accessories. All right, we've got a wire. I told you it was wireless. Don't you worry. I'll show you how it works. Now, that's all that's in the box. We've got a little carrying case. Now, we remember Jabiz is very innovative with their carrying cases. What do we notice? We've got a USB input on the case. No USB input on the earbuds themselves, but when you put the earbuds into the case, which is a nice hard shell protective case, right. they magnetically suck themselves into the case, into the right spot, you push the power button, and those babies are charging. Look at that. Put that away, put it in your pocket. It's uh, really, really tiny. There you have it. And then when you're ready to use them, there you go. So both sets of earbuds are going to last for uh, three hours if you're listening to music, four hours if you're uh, making and taking calls, and standby is a whopping 50 hours. Okay, so there you have it. You asked about sizing, Sash? Yes, I have tiny ears. All right, no problem there. We've got two different types of, um, what do you call these, like in-ear adapters to make okay. it fit you more snugly. Uh, we've got little itty bitty tiny ones for the tiny ears and we've got some larger kind of circular shaped ones. These ones are more or oval-like. And then we've got a couple other little things here. Um, these are um, like sweat seals, um, little pegs that you can plug in where the um, behind the ear uh, component, oh. which we looked at over here, right, these guys here. Sense. When we're not using these, we can actually put one of these pegs into the hole so that it keeps any water or moisture out of that. There we go. So that's how I'd probably want to use it. Okay. They have thought of everything. Oh, I love that. So that is the Jabiz Shield. Again, $79.99, and they're on sale this week for Cyber Week uh, for $59.99. So let's get into the B-Twins. These are Jabiz B-Twins. Mm -hmm. Now, a little bit different here. You can see different presentation, a little bit of a step up in that regard. Um, let's actually get right in there and get a look at the B-Twins. Now, their clips are in fact in the ear clips. So these actually go into the uh, inside of your ear. They don't go around the back of your ear, a little bit different. And what I notice here that you may not notice at home, I I as far as difference goes, is that the shield are made of plastic, a nice durable plastic with the coating. However, these are aluminum. They have a really good, um, you know, the, the whole design of Jabi's products are fantastic. I love these. Uh, but there you go. So how do these fit in my ear? Let's just kind of get a look here. How do these differ from the shield? Are they lighter weight? They look like perhaps... They are super lightweight. So I'm just pushing this little guy up in here. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of clips in. You feel that area of your ear? It just goes right in there. Ah. 
These are definitely manly ones. <laughs> Bright pink. There you go. So that's what they look like. This is the B-Twins. So the B-Twins also have an upgraded sound driver. So the speaker themselves are higher end. And again, they are an aluminum uh, bodied uh, earbud. These also have another unique feature, Sasha. Again, they are completely wireless. There is no wire going between them. And the B-Twins, in fact, act as two separate Bluetooth devices. So your left and right ear are, in fact, two different devices. You can mount those to a phone or an MP3 player that has Bluetooth or any device with Bluetooth, a computer even, and you can listen to your music in full, beautiful stereo with deep lows and nice, crystal clear, crisp treble. Um, but what that means to you is that you can also put this one away and just use one. Right. Then you can actually use this one connected to a different device, if you would like. So uh -huh. there are use cases. You might be able to think of some places where that would be, uh, you know, a neat, neat idea. Right. Um, certainly if you want to share, you know, if you want to use one and I'll use one. Um, if you're going on the motorcycle and you want to be right. able to talk with Dave. That's perfect. There you go. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again... We know Jabiz, we know how they do things, we know how their chargers work. This again comes with a nice little carrying case. This one is a belt clip model, and we've got a little uh, reveal here for the USB input to charge the case. Can you imagine that? You're charging the case. Then when we open that up, take your earbud and just set it right down in there. Done. And... Just align that with the, with the magnet there. There we go. Close it down and turn it on. There you go. <laughs> so now my earbuds are in fact charging while they're not in use. Once it's finished charging, it'll stop charging. And then the next time I open it up, I pull out my earbuds, they are ready to go. That's the Jabiz B-Twin. So these, both of these devices are absolutely exceptional so it, we're seeing the evolution of earbuds here folks right. um, if you're a music fan like myself i absolutely love constantly listening to music i've always got music playing i love um, i actually use my laptop a lot with bluetooth and the b twins so mm -hmm. um, it's not just for phones anymore so you can sync it with your uh, with your computer your laptop your tablet your phone your mp3 player my son has an mp3 player that has bluetooth so we use bluetooth uh, on that and there you have it. So any other uh, points with the difference? Now, oh, the question is coming in about the price of the B-Twins. Right. Um, a little bit more. Regular price is $99. Again, these are aluminum. They're a little bit higher end. Um, certainly the drivers are upgraded. So the sound quality on these is going to be probably, I, I say probably, I know this is probably going to be the best sounding earbud you've ever heard, be it wired or wireless. That's a fact. This is the Jabiz ear, uh, B-Twins earbuds. Now, at $99, that's a steal, but again, Cyber Week this week, if you're shopping right now for Christmas, it's on sale for just $79.99, okay? So there you have it. Both uh, come in multiple different colors. Uh, are there any points that I've missed, Sasha? I think I've... I think you got it all. Wow! I, I First shot! <laughs> I especially love, because I ride my bike, yeah. right? Bicycle, and like a pedal bike. Like a pedal bike, ride my bike, um, in the spring, summer, and fall, to and from the studio. And I have 
like I had a um, like a Bluetooth just like earbud thing mm-hmm. that I was using for, for directions. phone and music kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, I it like doesn't the, sound anything like these. I like the Google Maps. The, just that tells me where to okay. go, right? So just in case you get lost on your way to the studio that you've been to a thousand times? Yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the one that I was using, and it, I mean, it's just the typical one you would use, right? So mm-hmm. it would always pop out. and yeah. like These look secure. Absolutely. And oh, and fashionable. Speaking of secure, and, and you mentioned about the, the, the size of your ears. Yes. So Sasha's got the little ears. I got the bigger ones. Let's get into the box here of the B-Twins and see what else comes with it. Here we go. Okay, some instruction manuals, some information there. Then we've got same thing. We've got okay. lots of different sizes. There you go. There's two more. These ones all have the, uh, these ones have that kind of flap that goes to hold it a little more solidly in your ear so it doesn't fall out when you're working out. And then we've got these ones do not. So if you prefer not to have that, you've got that option. We've got a registration card, some information, and a USB cable. Oh, and some more adapter things for the ears. And the USB cable, again, is so that you can charge the case. So you're never, char- you're never having to actually plug in the earbuds themselves. You're charging the case, and then you've got a, a case here that will actually give you about nine, uh, nine hours of charging. So how do you like that? I love it. You can get these right now at cat5.tv slash headphones. Um, so make sure you check those out. Uh, I absolutely love J- what Jabiz is doing with uh, with not only their earbuds, but their entire product line. We've looked at some of their products here on the show uh, before, but definitely high-end quality. Uh, absolutely something that you want to pick up. That's right. Jabez, you're that. tricky because oh, I didn't even know they are I nailing wanted these. It. They are nailing it. <laughs> uh, the other point um, with these is, again, I, I do need to reiterate, just in case the question arises, they are phone Compatible, So you're able to make and take calls with these. You can right. control your phone. You can talk to Siri. You can talk to uh, Google. Is it called Google? Google. Google something. Voice. Google Play. Google, Google Now. Assistant? Google Assistant. Google Assistant. Yeah. Whatever the Google one is. You know what I mean. It will That's work right. for you. Um, there they you come go. in other colors than they just They absolutely pink. do. Yes. Both sets come in various colors. So okay. check it out. Cat5.tv slash headphones. All right, we've got to take a break. Before we come back, we're going to just have a quick chat before we hop into the news, but uh, we'll be back right after this. You've got mad skills. Now hone them. Learn new skills or improve your existing ones with online video tutorials and training from lynda.com through our special link at cat5.tv lynda. Learn software, technology, creative, and business skills you can use today to help you achieve your professional goals. Join today and start learning. We'll give you this chance to try it absolutely free with unlimited access to all of the courses. Sign up now for free, cat5.tv slash linda. Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. And during the break there, Sasha, we were talking about, well, we've got a little bit of extra time tonight. And as I mentioned, we've been sent all this cool stuff to review. And so we've got enough time to show you one more, what I think is a really cool little gadget, something to put in your tool chest. This is something that I think should probably be in everybody's stocking. You think that, eh? I do. It's a Uh plastic welder. Plastic welder, eh? What? 
<laughs> so uh, what I want to show you is, is what's called Bondic. And it's this little guy here. And you pick these up at cat5.tv slash Bondic. And all it is is a simple uh, resin that solidifies only when exposed to ultraviolet light. Oh. Okay. So what could this be used for? So first of all, as I said, this is something that should be in everybody's stocking because I have already used this a million and one times. Now, we were joking and kind of laughing a little bit there during the break because I don't have anything I can show you to fix because it's so easy, it's so quick that I, I have fixed everything. So right. uh, what I love about Bondic is when my kids bring me a toy, when they bring me something that needs fixing, and this has happened several times in the past couple of weeks since I got it, um, I'm able to fix it right then and there. So Super Dad, there you go. I'm actually, you know, I don't have to, oh, well, I'll, I'll put some super glue on it and I'll let it set overnight and we'll hope for the best. No, this is instantaneous repair wow. and I can fix something really, really quick. So that's what I've been doing for my kids and that's what I've been doing for myself. So I got this because my laptop, I don't know if you can see this very clearly. I'll see if I can hold this up right here. See that? Oh, yeah. That has been bonded. So the chassis of my laptop snapped. It broke. Uh, and so the cable, the charging cable, was very, very loose. It was jiggly. And I was afraid that it was eventually going to snap off of the motherboard. So I got bonded so that I could actually replace the plastic uh, with this resin and then make it solid. And it is absolutely solid. And now my power supply does not jiggle on the motherboard. I didn't have to take the laptop apart. Uh, it, you probably wouldn't have noticed it, even though, you know, the close-up, it, it doesn't look super, super pretty because I didn't do, you know, the, I didn't care that much about <laughs> making it look perfect. Uh, I could have taken the chassis apart and done a nicer job, but it's functional. It fixed it, and I saved potentially a lot of money because had that broken my motherboard, it would have snapped something off of the motherboard and could have been $100, $150 to get that fixed, right. maybe more if it was a, a serious issue. So how does it work? So let's actually build this up just a little bit. I'm just going to take a little bit of the resin and just kind of dribble it on here. And it's just a liquid. And you've probably seen Bondic before, but if you're like me, you're looking at the reviews and wondering, does it really work? Mm -hmm. Is it actually worth the price to go and get one of these? Now that I've put the liquid there, it's going to stay liquid until I expose it to ultraviolet light. As soon as I'm done, I can just, you know, if I'm happy with the position, I can just expose it to the ultraviolet light. How long do you have to expose it for before it's Five actually... seconds. Oh, okay. It's instantaneous. So now that is solid. It's a little bit tacky to my fingers, so I can just expose the light a little bit more. Literally in that amount of time. There, that is solid plastic now. So you can see that I've built that up just a little bit more there. And that ha has saved my laptop, essentially. So the other thing that I've done with this, Sasha, my son, mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier in the show, if you're watching the entire full-length episode, that he has a Bluetooth MP3 player. Well, the buttons stopped working. So oh. I took it apart, and it turned out that on the underside of the buttons is, is a little peg that pushes down on the circuit board, and the circuit board has buttons that get depressed. Right. 
Well, the, um, the backside, the underside of the plastic buttons were not quite long enough to push the buttons all the way. So he'd have to push really, really hard. Right. So I took Bondic and I just put a little bit more plastic on there. And then I solidified it with the ultraviolet light. And now his MP3 player works perfectly. The buttons work perfectly. You're like a magic dad. It really kind of feels that way. My littlest is six years old, turning seven next week. And he brings me things like he has a plastic coin that he broke in half. And I don't know how that happened. But dad just pulls this out fixes it um, solidifies it and it's instant fix and it's just been one thing after another right just like that so go get one cat5.tv slash bondic again perfect little thing to throw into uh into somebody's stocking i think everybody should have this it's been a real it's been a real help around the house for sure <laughs> it's actually very cool it Thank works I, I was skeptical. I was skeptical from the reviews on Amazon. Right. And well, it does work. I, you know what? I'm even thinking in a pinch if you broke your glasses or something and just to get you through. Glasses are another great example. I've got a pair of my favorite sunglasses got broken. The, the, basically the side part here got snapped. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use Bondic to fix it. They're just in the other van, so I haven't done that yet. But that's one of the, one of the things I want to fix. Way better than tape, Robbie. <laughs> Way better than That's tape. how I usually do it. <laughs> Masking tape. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Should we head over to the newsroom and see what's up? Let's do it. All right. Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category5.tv newsroom. Fake news is now being used by criminals for financial and commercial gain. We'll tell you how they're doing it. Tesla has launched an electric transport truck that it guarantees won't break down for a million miles. Drone maker DJI made a big security mistake, and in trying to cover it up, they are going after the guy who reported it through their bug bounty program. And a severely dangerous exploit on Intel CPUs has users scrambling to update their firmwares. We'll tell you what you need to do and why it's ser so serious for both Windows and Linux users. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Jeff Weston. Yeah, man. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? Just because Jeff is confused doesn't mean you have to be. Visit cat5.tv slash dreamhost to sign up for unlimited web hosting for your website with unlimited email accounts, MySQL databases, the latest version of PHP, WordPress, and more, and even a free domain name registration. It's less than $6 per month, so sign up today. cat5.tv slash dreamhost. This is the Category5.tv newsroom, covering the week's top tech stories with a slight Linux bias. I'm Sasha Rickman, and here are the top stories we're following this week. According to new research, criminals are exploiting fake news for commercial gain. Fake news is widely assumed to be political or ideological propaganda or even outright lies published to sway public opinion. But new research conducted by threat intelligence firm Digital Shadows and released on Thursday suggested that fake news generation services are now aimed at causing financial and reputation damage for companies through misinformation campaigns. So how are they using this to make money? It's called pump and dump scan. 
These schemers are aggressively promoting penny stocks to inflate their prices before they inevitably crash and burn. The scammers buy low, then promote their stock using fake news, social engineering tactics, and media bots enabling them to sell high. Then they flee with their loot and little regard for other investors. Digital Shadows also identified more than 10 services that allow users to download software that controls the activities of social media bots. The tools work by controlling large numbers of bots to post on specific types of forums on different topics. Mm. To trick people into believing their fake news sites, the fraudsters have also resorted to spoofing legitimate sites. By altering characters on a registered domain, uh, such as replacing the letter M with an RN and using cloning services, they're able to create convincing fake news sites. Digital Shadow advises that you can protect yourself by monitoring social media for brand mentions and seek to detect the bots using clues such as the age of the account, the content being posted, and the number of friends or followers. Hmm. And we tend to use what's trending as... Yeah. that's where we get a lot of our news, right? Exactly. You know what? This spoke to me a little bit because Dave's really been getting a little bit more into the stock market. So when okay, he's yeah. interested in a stock, he does a lot of research on it using Online, the internet, yes. right? So What are people talking about? Right. Well, if there's 10,000 bots all talking about it. Is it? Yeah. All of a sudden, the interest grows. The stock price goes up. Yeah. I. It's dangerous. And, and he sees it going up. Right. And you know... To be honest with you, I kind of give a lot of credit probably to like the more savvy people. I feel like you could probably tell, I mean, RN well, does look like M. Sure, but yeah, kind, try it. I feel Type like, it on your computer. It's amazing. I feel like there, there are some red flags that probably you would be able to tell if you were savvy. But ah, the elderly that aren't so into it and now all of a sudden they're not getting their news from any other source except for the internet mm -hmm. and there's that whole like everything you read on the internet is true thing that happens with people's minds mm -hmm. i'm wondering <clears throat> whether or not it's going to end up being like a lesson that they're going to have to learn in schools and stuff like it's going to be right. maybe part of you know how you cite your sources when you're in, writing an essay now, all of a sudden, you're going to probably have to take that extra level because you're going to have to cite your source and prove. Yeah, and, and we right? do this here on the show and other newscasters do this if they're, you know, if they care about the legitimacy of stories, is we look for multiple instances of the story, of the news, of the, the topic. So if I'm looking at a stock and I see that it's going up, see, this is a tough thing, though. What is driving the stock up? Mm-hmm. So if, if news and social engineering tactics are what's driving the stock up, then yes, the stock is going up. So every site is going to say the stock is going up. But what's causing it? That's a really difficult thing. Now, with something like a spoofed website that is faking news and tricking people into reading spoofed information, well, I think there are a couple of things that we can do. First of all, this guy over here, um, ESET, um, they have anti-malware that will help to, it's called anti-phishing. Uh, which will help to protect you from websites that are tricking you into um, going to fake websites, those right. kinds of things. Um, so it helps. But also knowing the difference between the address bar and the search on right. your computer. That's a big deal because, uh, and I see this all the time in our industry, and it, it, makes, it breaks my heart every time that I see someone search for Google 
right. right? Or search for my company's website address. Don't do that. If you know you're going to Microsoft.com or BBC.co.uk, don't search for it. Put it in the address bar. That is the address. When you have someone's phone number, mm -hmm. you don't call someone else and say, Hi, I've got this phone number. Can you put me through to Joe at 555-5555? It doesn't work that way. So why are we searching for Microsoft.com? Why are we searching for the news sites or our banking sites? Mm -hmm. That's where we get tricked because um, we're entering into a search engine which gives us results and, and sometimes tens of thousands of results for those things. And so if somebody happened to get up at the top of the list for bbc.co.uk by some miracle of SEO, guess what? You're going to click on it if that's the way that you surf the internet. So right. when, when you know the address, go to the address in the address bar. Don't use your search. Very I, good point. That, yeah, those are a couple of little tactics. But recognizing the signs too, like knowing that kerning can cause RN to look like M. Right. Knowing that. Yeah, you have to know what the red flags really are. And mm -hmm. a big one in social, social media is really like the friends and followers of the actual person posting. True, yeah. Right? If you see something happening on social media that's trending and it's coming from all of these accounts and you know, thousands of people are talking about it, view the accounts. Look mm -hmm. at the accounts and say, okay, who follows this person? Who does this person follow? And you can usually spot fake bot accounts because mm -hmm. they use weird names uh, all the girls look like supermodels and they're wearing bikinis you know there, there's these kinds of signs <laughs> That's that true. It, it is bots because they grab uh, photos from various websites in order to create photos for their bots mm -hmm. and so you see those kinds of things and you know they're, they're red flags and if you see um, you, you just got to kind of watch for it ask somebody who's really savvy that would be right. a great way. Yeah, you know? there's no shame in asking, really. Absolutely not. Sometimes I have phone calls that say, I'm, I, I know this is a stupid question. I'm so sorry to trouble you. And I appreciate that. I love it when a customer says that. Um, but I have this pop-up on my computer, and it says, do this. It says, call Microsoft. Here's the number. Mm -hmm. Do I call? No, that's actually an ad that's coming in through an infected advertisement. So close that, and, uh, and then you'll be safe. Right. Thank so, Thank you, Robbie. Ask. Yes. You're welcome. Tesla has launched an electric transport truck it guarantees won't break down for a million miles. Elon Musk has launched the Tesla Semi, complete with a guarantee that it will not break down for one million miles of driving. Speaking at a launch event in Los Angeles, Musk said that the truck will be 20% cheaper to operate than a diesel truck, in part because it will be faster. The truck has a drag coefficient of 0 0.36. That's crazy. That's less than some supercars. The bullet-like design means that it can go from 0 to 60 miles per hour in 20 seconds while hauling a full 80,000 pound load. The truck can reach this speed up hills with a 5% gradient, which, which Elon Musk says will leave diesels eating dust. 
Range is 500 miles. The range is 500 miles on a charge with a full load traveling at 60 miles per hour. This is starting to sound like a word problem. <laughs> For longer trips, Tesla will install mega chargers that Musk said will add 400 miles of range with just a 30-minute charge. What's more, the recharge facilities will be solar-powered, and Tesla will guarantee the price of rechar- recharges. The truck will have one engine on each of its four wheels. A design Musk said will prevent jackknifing as automation ensures each wheel does what it takes to avoid such accidents. Braking energy will be recaptured to charge the batteries. Autopilot will be built in and enabled in all trucks. Musk said that in doing so, it will ensure that the vehicles always stay within their lanes. If a driver is incapacitated, the truck will park itself and call for assistance. The truck can also run in a convoy where one or several semi-trucks will be able to autonomously follow a lead semi. Such convoys, Musk said, will deliver freight at a lower cost than rail transport. Musk says the trucks will go on sale in the year 2019, but declined to name a price and instead referred to the cost of ownership metrics. In other words, very expensive. (laughs) Very expensive. But, wow, we'll save you a bundle of money and... Keep you safe. Keep you safe. It will call for help if the driver is incapacitated. It sounds like you probably don't even need a driver probably at some point. At some point. eh? I mean, the convoy thing. I think about the the Freightliner innovation truck as an example where the convoy thing, it's so aerodynamic. It's so, um, they're so close together because of the autonomous driving that it's like a train. And it it basically, you you know that if you get into the wind tunnel of a a transport truck, it's going to pull you along and you can just kind of coast. So imagine if you've got a convoy of trucks that are driving that close together and these trucks are incredibly aerodynamic. Um, As far as safety goes, one of the things that uh, that wasn't mentioned in the story that I had seen in the video is uh, that it has armored uh, glass as well. So the windshield is armored. That is fantastic. So... Uh, like what trucker wouldn't want this right well Um, and even having something that's even if a trucker needed to be in the truck if see i work at a chiropractic clinic mm -hmm. right and because of that i see people with various numbers of injuries and ailments especially work related repetitive stress injuries prolonged postures truck drivers have incredibly by and large kind of as a rule incredibly damaged spines and it's Mm. because they have been sitting for long periods of time with minimal breaks wear and tear on their body is crazy this this truck you can stand up yeah there's standing room this would be a game changer you become less um I guess confined to the the wheel, right, and more just kind of the overseer. I, I suppose. Say, of the truck. I'm not sure how autonomous it's going to be out of the box, but I know that it's going to have uh, the ability to stay in the lane. Mm-hmm. So you know, if, if you're driving and you know hands are off the wheel and it's going to stay in the lane, it's going to uh, have collision avoidance and automatic stopping to avoid collisions, things like that right. that you would expect from Tesla. And uh, you know, probably you know, it's just phase one, right? <laughs> Yeah, the first thing that that popped through my head when I read this news story was a couple weeks ago on a highway really close to here, we had a massive accident. That and what inc- was the cause, Sasha? It was, well, it was trucks. Trucks. It was trucks. And, and one of, a couple of the trucks were carrying gas. Gas. 
And so when they collided, it, it caused a... Kaboom. It was epic. Like, as it, not great. It was... Catastrophic. Catastrophic. It was. A <laughs> I just inject one word at a time. <laughs> into the sky. Yeah. It was. It was insanely dangerous. People. People could have been completely wiped out. Luckily, not as many people died as you would have yeah, thought. Yeah, it was miraculous how few actually died, considering. Right. But. But then it didn't have to happen at all. If. These trucks were already on the road. Well, I think as a, you know, and, and if you're a trucker, you can even comment below, let us know what you think. But I would imagine as a trucker, like Sasha said, you're working long hours, you're not moving a lot. And if I'm driving late at night for long hours in my van, I start, to, my mind starts to wander and mm-hmm. I, and then I snap out of it and realize, oh, I better pay attention. Um, but, you know, how much more so if you're hauling a load? Right. And somebody all of a sudden stops in front of you. Right. Well, this truck will stop. So we know about autonomous vehicles, and that's that's great. We know that that's coming. We know that it's here and and it's it's available. Uh, what Tesla's doing differently now is it doesn't need gas, right? And it will do 500 miles on a single charge. Like you're talking a two-way transaction of hauling a load, and zero to sixty in five seconds. That is that's insane. Fast. That's with a full load, folks. So you think about a diesel truck and trying to get onto the highway and trying to merge into mm-hmm. busy traffic, and that's a danger right there. You try to get onto a highway in Toronto, and you take 20 seconds to get up to speed, or sometimes even longer if you've got a full load. Mm-hmm. Um, this does away with that problem. I absolutely am blown away at how fast this is progressing. Mm-hmm. 2019, right? Like, that's... Tomorrow. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, and uh, uh, kind of out of the blue, it feels like. I know they've been talking about it, and they're a little delayed in, in announcing it, but um, it's certainly going to be a game changer, I think. So, yeah. and We're starting to see the Tesla um, gas stations popping up all around Barrie as well. That's true. It actually it makes me want one very badly. Well, now you can start to charge it, right? Right. And to know that it's solar powered and all this kind of stuff and guaranteed pricing to charge, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Well, and the more that happens, the less tanker trucks full of gas are going to be on the highways causing accidents because yeah, <laughs> nobody yeah. will need gas anymore here's hoping wouldn't that be neat <laughs> yes <laughs> drone maker dji has accused a cybersecurity researcher of hacking its servers kevin finisteer claims that he accessed confidential customer data after finding a private key publicly posted on code sharing site github He approached the firm, which offers a bug bounty reward of up to $30,000 for security weaknesses that are discovered in its systems. DJI said that the server access was unauthorized. The data Mr. Finisteer was able to see included unencrypted flight logs, passports, driver's licenses, and identification cards, he said. Despite initially offering him the money, DJI has now in a statement, accused Mr. Finisteer of refusing to agree to the terms of its bug bounty program, which are designed to protect confidential data and allow time for analysis and resolution of a vulnerability before it is publicly disclosed. Mr. Finisteer, an independent security researcher, said DJI tried to make him sign a non-disclosure agreement. He also published an email from DJI telling him that security issues with servers were included in the bug bounty program. 
Cybersecurity expert Professor Alan Woodward from Surrey University said DJI's actions were outrageous. The public has a right to know when there's a security problem. Hmm. That's how a bug bounty program works, my friends. Yeah. Everybody does deserve to know when that there is a problem, but sure. not at the expense of people's safety if a fix isn't in place. One, they published a private key on GitHub. That's a publicly available website where anyone can view the code. So this guy finds that, mm -hmm. tests it to see, hey, does it actually, is this what I think it is? Mm -hmm. It is. Oh my goodness, I'd better report this to the bug bounty program. Hey guys, just so you know, you published this private key, which you need to change immediately. Mm -hmm. I was able to, using this key, access your server and get this data. Mm -hmm. That's the right methodology of a bug bounty program. He didn't go out and blast the world and say, hey, guys, I got all these credit card numbers and driver's license numbers. Hey, do you want them? I'll sell them to you for $20,000. No, that's not how a bug bounty program works. That's when you would sue a guy. Mm -hmm. This guy did it right. Right. So what right do they have to come out and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to give you a hard time. Now, they wanted a non-disclosure. So in other words, they're trying to cover it up. Right. Okay. So they suspect that somebody else has also gained access to it and probably stolen that information for sale. Mm -hmm. That's a theory. But if one guy was able to do it and, you know, was the first guy the, 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 the only guy? And the real fear is if they were actually trying to cover it up, which it does seem like they were doing. That's the thing. Right. Then there are n like a n nameless number like of real victims that that could have been exposed in this and they would have never owned up to it right it's not it's not fair or good of a big company like that to do something i think dji there, there's this problem with them right now in that they're losing a lot of trust mm -hmm. this is not the time to mess around with people's trust no. when the government has said we're pulling all dji products from our uh, our military because it uh, because we have reason to suspect that it has tools that are distributing private information about the flight plans. Well, if this they have reason to suspect it, maybe it's because they were on GitHub. Maybe they were right. Yes. Maybe they found it on GitHub <laughs> and were able to access that data. Who knows? Right. But not a good time to cover things up and try to wash them under the under the bridge. But this guy is saying, you know, he's he's publicly said you know, this is what they've done we've got emails to prove that this is what dji is trying to do they're trying to cover up this thing that i found that's not how the bug bounty program works they need to pay up kudos to that guy it. for standing up and not yeah. actually just being swept away and signing the non-disclosure oh man right it could mm -hmm. have gone the other way mm -hmm. and then we would not be talking about it which is worse than talking about it yeah so <laughs> Intel admitted Monday that its management engine, server platform services, and trusted execution engine, ME, SPS, and TXE respectfully, or respectively, are vulnerable to multiple worrying security flaws based on the findings of external security experts. The firmware level bugs allow logged in administrators and malicious or hijacked high privilege processes to run code beneath the operating system to either spy or meddle with the computer completely out of sight of other users and admins. 
Meanwhile, logged in users or malicious or commandeered applications can leverage the security weaknesses to extract confidential and protected information from the computer's memory. This potentially gives miscreants sensitive data, such as passwords or cryptographic keys, to kick off other attacks. On servers and other shared machines, this is especially bad news. In short, a huge number of Intel CPUs are secretly running code that is buggy and exploitable by attackers and malware to fully and silently compromise computers. Intel's management engine, at the heart of today's disclosure, is a computer within your computer. It is Chipzilla's much maligned coprocessor at the center of its vPro suite of features, and it is present in various chip families. Not only does this include server Xeon processors, but also 6th, 7th, and 8th generation Intel Core processors, Apollo Lake, and some Celeron processors. The management engine is a barely documented black box. It has its own CPU and its own operating system. Recently, an x86 Quark Core and Minex that has complete control over the machine and it functions below and out of sight of the installed operating system and any hypervisors or antivirus tools present. It is designed to allow network administrators to remotely or locally log into a server or workstation and fix up any errors, reinstall the OS, take over the desktop, and so on, which is handy if the box is so messed up that it can't even boot properly. The ME runs closed source remote administration software to do this, and this code contains bugs which allow hackers to wield incredible power over a machine. The ME can be potentially abused to install rootkits and other forms of spyware that silently snoop on users, steal information, or tamper with files. According to Intel, it allows an attacker to impersonate the ME, SPS, or TXE mechanisms, thereby invalidating local security features. Intel advises Microsoft and Linux users to download and run the Intel SA00086 detection tool to determine whether their systems are vulnerable to the above bugs. If you are at risk, you must obtain and install firmware updates from your computer's manufacturer if and when they become available. Yikes. A great that tool if you are a system administrator you need to access a server that is not booting, that's not working. Right. And it's remote. We co-locate servers all the time. But scary fact is, you think about all the web servers that are running Linux or whatever, and Linux mm -hmm. is safe. It's got CSF, LFD, firewall on there, and IP tables, and it's all protected in Fort Knox. But guess what? This bug doesn't care if you have a firewall. Yeah. It doesn't care if your operating system is up to date, because it's another operating system running in the background of your computer that you don't even know is there. It has its own TCP IP stack. Right. mounted on the network interface controller. So that means that even if you turn off networking in the, in the OS on your computer, mm -hmm. this, this back door can still access the network, can still access the internet, can still be accessed through that connection. How many devices are out there running Xeon processors mm -hmm. on an internet connection directly on the internet to run web servers? Right. That's a scary thought. Now, how, how does this happen? Like, how is this allowed? How can they be releasing these to the public? Well, it's, it's a feature. 
if you mm-hmm. will, an undo- or lightly documented feature. It's one that you know not everybody knows about, and not everybody uses. But um, so as a feature, that's fantastic. I mean, Dell servers have uh, similar kind of uh, like you, you think about Drax and the ability to connect into servers, reboot them, access the BIOS, and change things remotely mm-hmm. um, through a connection to a, a subsystem chip. Mm-hmm. that's kind of like that built into the processor. So it, it's great from an administration standpoint. It's great for Intel to be able to fix servers and things like that. You think about supercomputers, and they need to be able to fix those things without having to physically go to them and, and patch them and, and anything else. Mm-hmm. But now, to find out that it's so readily exploitable, right. which has been a fear of the Electronic Fronti- uh, Freedom Foundation uh, for... Uh, a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I find it unsettling. I don't hear a lot in the news about something that affects Linux users. And when I do, it kind of makes me feel a bit, you know... Well, and we mention Linux cheap. because it has nothing to do with the operating system mm-hmm. installed in the computer. Mm-hmm. So understand, this is not a Linux problem. This is not a Windows problem. Mm-hmm. This is a subsystem, a coprocessor chip running an operating system, Minix, on your system at the same time that you don't even know is actually running. But it is. So you want to definitely use that tool uh, that Intel is providing. We'll put a link below for you. Uh, if you're watching this on cable TV or somewhere else where you don't have access to those links, um, here it is there. Um, but you can also go to our website, category5.tv, and you'll find that by searching up for uh, episode number 531. That's right. Make sure that you do that and just stay safe. Mm-hmm. Big thanks to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for, su- for v- submitting stories to us this week. <laughs> thanks for watching the Category 5.TV newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category 5.TV newsroom, I'm Sasha Rickman. Thank you, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. It's been great having you here with us again this week. Don't forget, it is Cyber Week, so we've got some amazing specials with our partners. Again, ESET has ESET Internet Security on for half price for you. That's a Windows anti-malware suite that includes uh, ransomware protection, anti-phishing, anti-spam, anti-virus, anti-malware, pretty much anything that you need to protect you on a Windows system. Get it at cat5.tv slash ESET. And then tonight we looked at some really cool earbuds from Jabiz, and they are also on sale. You can pick them up at cat5.tv slash headphones. But don't delay because, of course, Cyber Week ends, uh, I guess all the sales end uh, a week from today. Mm-hmm. So get shopping. Get going. <laughs> and uh, safe travel for everyone who's going to be doing some traveling this week. And we look forward to seeing you again uh, next week. So until then, take care.